This is Bobby Boucher from the 50 Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're listening to Sports Done Right. Mm, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Change is good. And when it comes to sports talk, keeping it real ain't wrong. It's Sports Done Right. Coming to you live from the new palatial grounds of Wright Manor, where the sports governor of Minnesota, Vince Wright, delivers a weekly address, unpacking and commanding all things Minnesota, Midwest, and sports talk. And yes, because your governor is also the big smooth, he's gone nationwide, folks, and can sometimes be found debating the Big Ten, Midwest, and other hot topics from his winter home, the Western White House. And while locations may change, one thing remains the same. This is Sports Done Right. All right, everybody. What's happening? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Western Governor's Mansion, the Western White House, as we call it, out here in Phoenix, Arizona, Valley of the Sun. And we are going to, well... Get into a, a lot of things here, uh, basketball related, especially on the University of Minnesota side. Um, a lot to really kind of get into there after the Gophers. The men go down tonight to Rutgers, big time, uh, horrible second half. The the Lady Gophers, same thing in Indiana. Indiana top five team, I get it, but oh boy, uh, go for basketball. Ooh, in a very, very bad place right now. The NBA, our Minnesota Timberwolves, hats off to them, props to them as they come out on top tonight. They beat the Golden State Warriors. And, well, things are looking up. They beat them 119-114 in overtime. Coming off of a loss to Sacramento, which ended a three-game skid or three-game winning streak, excuse me, for our, for our uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and it's quite funny. I did a update for another show that I do a little work with um, over on Beer Belly Sports called the Wolves Den, and this morning the Wolves were in eighth place, I believe, in the record. This one win actually bumped them up to sixth place in the Western Conference, and you know, six or higher, you're automatically in for the playoffs. No play-in tournament, anything like that. Now, granted, we got a long way to go. Some of the things we're going to talk about here and some of the things you'll be seeing in the media. Um, how does Carl Anthony Town, Town excuse me, fit into this when he comes back later this month? Um, you know, I had to do a little reset on the Timberwolves here because me and my friend were talking and it came across and we kind of looked it up and it's been discussed here in local media. The Timberwolves were 11 and five in January. Now, if you listen to my Wolves Den updates for Beer Belly Sports, boy, you sometimes you think the sky was falling. And I had to kind of do a double check myself being the sports governor of Minnesota and sit here and go, wait a minute, our Wolves were 11-5 and five in January. Uh, very, very good record. And because there's really only kind of two or three top teams in the Western Conference, you know, with very good records, the Nuggets are 35-16, and 16, the Grizzlies 32-19, and 19, but all the rest of those teams kind of around the 500 mark. You know, the Kings are 29-21, and 21, 
Timberwolves 28 and 26. The Warriors drop now to 26 and 25. I mean, man, granted, they've had a lot of injuries to deal with, but anytime you see the Warriors with 25 losses, boy, that's just kind of mind numbing right there. But, you know, the Phoenix Suns 27 and 26. The Jazz are 27 and 26. Pelicans 500, 26, 26. So there's all this kind of muddling going on here in the Western Conference, which actually may turn out to help our Timberwolves here in the, in the future. If these Timberwolves, and big shouts out tonight for Nas Reed, I mean, you're starting to see this team kind of gel. And I hate to say without Carl Anthony Towns, but without Carl Anthony Towns. You know, Nas, nice work tonight. Anthony, the Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, truly looking now like the all-star that he is and and really just playing with some passion and really starting to lead the way and, you know, claiming it as his team as well. D'Angelo Russell with a big night tonight. I, I know he's hot and cold, but, man, when he is hot, he's definitely hot. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean... The Timberwolves, certain players, uh, McDaniels, um, bench players now starting to finally kind of fit into their role and, and figure it out. And if this Timberwolves team can just string some wins together here, things can really, really, really start going the right way for this team. But again, you have to do it on the court. So as we take a look at the Timberwolves schedule here, and I'll get back to the game tonight here in a second, but looking at their schedule, uh, let's see here. We have the Magic coming to Minneapolis on Friday, Sunday. The Nuggets are in town. Then the Timberwolves do a a home-and-home with Denver. So, that's going to be interesting. Two games with the top team in the conference. Maybe you can send a little message. Maybe you can see where you're truly stacked up and see what happens here. Uh, great article by one of our favorites, Chip Scroggins. Or Scoggins, excuse me. He wrote today in the Star Tribune. And bear with me here as the sports governor brings this up. And while I do that, this is the Sports Done Right Show. And you can find us on all your favorite podcasting networks here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. And our show is brought to you by the one and only Cultivated CBD, the best CBD products out there. And, of course, our friends over at 7th Avenue Pizza, our favorite. And it is truly the best frozen pizza in Minnesota. And it's all about the ingredients, people. That's what makes the difference there. So, um Let's see here. Just wanted to read a little bit here from Chip's article. Just kind of give you an idea of what he had to say. And really what you're starting to hear a lot now in the press. Um, The organization has been careful not to put a timeline on Towns' returns. But the assumption is he will return at some point, which means the Wolves will go through their third iteration. So he calls it version one, a disjointed mess that revealed inevitable growing pains after a roster shakeup forced the Wolves to reinvent themselves by pairing two big men. Totally agree with that. Version two, Towns's injury forced players to readjust roles and learn to play without him. The process was uneven early, but January signaled a turning point. Version three, Towns's presence back in the lineup whenever that is how it will work 
And will it affect chemistry that has been improving since December? And those are the big unknowns. And there's only one way we're going to find out, and that is when the big man gets back. And then after that, we'll see what happens. But, you know, Carl is such an enigma with, you know, the Minnesota sports fans, the Timberwolves fans, that honestly, from what I hear from people, and, you know, I just talk. I'm not saying I talk to anybody that, you know, makes any decisions or anything like that. I just talk to the sports fans, and they tell the sports governor, they're just like, you know what? Not that you necessarily want to see Towns gone, but if there's going to be kind of an odd man out in all this, a lot of people, at least from what they tell me, would not miss Carl Anthony Towns on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know if it's wrong or right. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not kind of saying that, but I'm just telling you what people tell me. And honestly, what it is is just like the team constituted now barring injuries of course but you know obviously they're playing better and Carl still has a little playoff hangover on him in terms of you know the his you know complaining for calls with refs and this and that and we you know we've still seen that but you've also seen the Carl Anthony Towns too that is um all-star and who you know can put up points and who can dig down deep and really make some things happen. So it's a tough choice. But I think a lot of T-Wolves fans kind of agree with what I just said there. But we'll see. We'll see. So, um, you know, the other thing is the Timberwolves defensively have really been coming a long way as well. That is led by Rudy Gobert, who finally starting to fit into that role, that defensive player of the year that we brought him in to be. And I think now you're starting to see the rest of the team starting to vibe off that and really starting to step up, whether it's some of these bench players, whether it's our starters. It's really good to see because defense wins championships, and that really kind of goes across all sports as well. So um, we have a lot to do with the Timberwolves, a lot to get into here, a lot of season left. But have they turned a corner? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. You know, hopefully Chris Finch has figured some things out, him and his coaching staff, and it looks like it on the court. Let's just hope that this continues because, you know, we started off so fearful. You know, we were like, oh, God, here go the Timberwolves again. They're blowing this opportunity. They're blowing the season. And while the record still isn't quite what you hope for, you know, they're, they're still right in the mix of things. They're right in the playoff hunt. And if they can just get those few more wins and get a few more winning streaks put together, they're going to be all right. And then we'll see, you know, who they possibly match up with and things like that. It's been a very, very weird season in Western Conference. Um, So we'll just kind of leave it at that. And again, the Timberwolves, sixth place right now, uh, half a game ahead of the Warriors with tonight's win. I'll go over to the Eastern Conference. Oh, one more thing here since we're kind of talking Western Conference and our Timberwolves. One other thing the sports governor wanted to touch on, LeBron James. And I wanted to give LeBron some love here because LeBron, we're coming up to him passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer 
in the NBA. And a lot of people are in their feelings about it. Some are are not. And as someone who kind of comes from the old school and grew up a huge Lakers fan, Magic Johnson, my favorite player of all time is the main reason of that. But love watching Showtime and and obviously Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, what he has meant for the game and honestly for our country in terms of his, his social activism back in the 60s and, and in the 70s and throughout his life, to be honest with you. I mean, a, a real great human being. Um, so not that I want to see the record broken, but here's the reality of it. And, you know, you're going to hear all these debates and, you know, these it just sucks because we're always comparing these different eras. The The game is played in such a different way. And you got to remember, since LeBron came out early, came right out of high school, did not go to college, you know, he had a four-year head start to catching the cap, as he's affectionately, affectionately known. And with that being said, I'm not mad at it. You know, records are made to be broken. It's it's just the way it is. You know, if if or excuse me, if LeBron had to go to college for um, three four years as Kareem did, and then come out, maybe it'd be a different story. But I'm I'm not mad at it. it, it that's just the way that this cookie has crumbled, and LeBron will be the NBA's all time leading scorer. Maybe in two games if he goes off in a couple. He's I think as of this recording, 88 points away. So, you know, it could happen, but more than likely, probably three games. But congratulations to LeBron. Uh, LeBron takes a lot of heat for a lot of reasons. I think overall he's a a great dude. He's obviously one of the, the top NBA players. He is one of the top arguably he's arguably you know top five he's definitely top 10 of all time and you know I know a lot of people don't like him I know a lot of people don't agree with well agree with any of these athletes taking stands but that's that's what it is but I am very proud this dude has never you know from what we've known he's never been in trouble he's a married guy uh been with his his lady since high school Raising, um, you know, wonderful kids. What's the hate on this dude? You know, I know some uh, people will tell him to shut up and go play basketball, but LeBron James is a great guy, and congratulations to him on, well, by the next time we'll talk, he'll be the NBA's all-time leading scorer. So congratulations to LeBron um, we'll get into more NBA next week. I just wanted to touch on the Timberwolves and their turning fortunes here and how things are really starting to look up here um, for them. So let's do this. I'm going to hit the break right now because when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten Network uh, has released a poll of the uh, basketball all-decade team, some interesting Picks there, we'll discuss that, but we'll really get into the the big premise of the show is Minnesota Gophers and really how both the men and the women's basketball programs are just really hurting right now. And I know, I know, 
We got great recruiting classes coming, but we'll get into that after the break. So, all right. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. We will be right back with more Sports Done Right on the Pigskin Podcast Network right after this break. 7th Ave produces the highest quality, best-tasting frozen pizza available in the market today. If delicious toppings are what you crave, look no further. Our thin crust pizza are made with the highest quality ingredients, including spicy sauces, hearty meats, and assortment of delicious Wisconsin cheese. The meats are real, no fillers. Check out the brand new breakfast pizza at just some of these great locations like Cup Foods, Holiday Gas Stations, and Hy-Vee. Seven that pizza before pizza became trendy. Get you some. Yo, Dave, you get the sticks. Slim, get the bass. Yo, are you ready to kick it? Here we go.
call this guy. If you're an all true woman, you need an all true man. But when you need the week's top news and sports commentary, you call this guy, the Big Smooth. He's the sports governor of Minnesota, Vince Wright. And this is Sports Done Right. Someone you can all right, what up, everybody? Vince, right, sports governor. We are coming back on the Sports Done Right podcast. Pigskin, uh, if I could talk tonight, Pigskin Podcast Network. I want to thank you all for the support and all the love and everything that you've given the show. Big things happening, and hopefully, some big things with the Super Bowl down here in Phoenix next week. Um, we are definitely going to be checking out some things, and I'll give you a all the the inside scoop, as they like to say here, down from the Valley, Phoenix, Arizona, Super Bowl week coming up soon. But before we get into Super Bowl week, which we definitely will be doing on next week's show. Oh, boy, we, we, we really got to talk about it here. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, the University of Minnesota basketball program, men's and women's. Oh boy, let's boy. I, I I mean, we'll start with the men. Rutgers was up by ten at halftime, thirty four twenty four. They come out, dump fifty six points in the second half on the Gophers. They wind up winning ninety to fifty five. This game was out at Rutgers. And I know, I know, you know, we were out dart, you know, we were missing Dawson Garcia, Carrington, Braden Carrington as well. But the Gophers are one and ten in the Big Ten season. Seven and fourteen overall. The Lady Gophers have won two games, I think, in the season or in the conference. And as someone who has watched Gopher basketball all my life. I never, ever thought, you know, I'd be looking. Well, I I shouldn't say that, but I'm really just, I'm trying. I'm trying to be optimistic, and I know we have a phenomenal recruiting class for both the women's and men's teams coming in next year. My hope, and I talked about this with um, some people last week. I was hanging out with uh, Gopher Super fans, uh, and Craig Pedersen, or, um, Pedersen were in town last night out here in Phoenix. Uh, they they stayed over, went out, had dinner with them, and, you know, uh, talking about the Gophers and just if we can just get this recruiting class in next year and, you know, hopefully p- people like Parker Fox and, uh, and these injuries can just go away and then then we can really see what we may have here in Dinky Town at the University of Minnesota. But I'm just going to read the game uh, summary somewhat here. Um, Ola Joseph, um, jo- or excuse me, Joshua Ola Joseph, led Minnesota with a career-high 17 points, added a career-high career eight rebounds. Talon Cooper added 12 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. Um. Rutgers, who by the way, seven and four in the Big Ten, fifteen and seven overall, recorded a ninety to fifty-five win, as we just said. Um 
And for Rutgers, they came out and did what the Gophers needed to do in the second half. They went on a 14-4 run, stretched their lead out to 20 points, and from there it was just um, over. You know, Gophers coming off another loss to Northwestern. You know, it is just, I don't know. It's its its so bad right now, and I, and I feel so bad as your, as your sports governor having to say that to you. But, you know, we were talking um, last night, and it's just like, I don't know if they're going to win another game. I, I don't, and I'm looking at the schedule. So February 4th, Saturday, Maryland comes to town. Illinois um, in Champaign on Tuesday. Then you got Iowa on February 12th. Michigan State in East Lansing, Penn State, Maryland, Nebraska. Another game with Rutgers. The end of the season with, with Wisconsin at Williams Arena. And it is quite conceivable that Minnesota may not win another conference game. I think they'll find a way to win a couple in there. You know, but I mean, it is a very, very disheartening situation that's going on on that campus right now. Now, again, we talk about this every week. If we can just, you know, the the recruiting class that's coming in, all that stuff. Um, I just hope that they, uh, here's what I'm trying to say. And I'm trying to be so very diplomatic here. Um, I just hope that these guys in the days of portals and, and everything else, that these guys actually make it to campus. Obviously, five-star Dennis Evans is is the big guy coming out of uh, California. And we will see. We will see. Cam Christie, another one that is supposed to be a really good player coming to us next year. But again, in the, in the, in this age, I'm worried about this team or these players looking at us going and worst case scenario, we don't we win one game in conference. You know how these kids are nowadays. You know how people are with them. They're going to have so many people on there going, "My god, dude, Look what you're going to the you're a five star and you're going to this? You're going to Minnesota after this season? And this is where I feel really bad for the coaches. Actually, first let me pivot before I, I tell you what I what I have to say about the coaches. Let me jump over to the ladies' side. Uh ladies lost tonight to Indiana. They lost. Oh, bear with me here. Blah, blah, blah. Bear with me. Bear with me. Of course, my computer has the screen is frozen up. Okay, there we go. So, Gophers, they lost 77-54. Indiana 
you know, like I said, I think they're ranked number five, number four in the country. Phenomenal team so far this year. They're 21 and 1, 11 and 1 in conference. And they are definitely a threat to finally maybe bring the women's title back to the Big Ten. And I, I can't remember the last time that happened, but congrats to Wisconsin. But as for our Golden Gophers, man, uh, they are 9 and 13. They're 2 and 9 in conference. And we're really going to have to start asking questions, coaching staff, players, and everything that goes along with that. People talk to me and, and, you know, the thing that they said about Lindsay was, well, hey, she can basically recruit off of her resume. You know, she's obviously an All-American Golden Gopher. She won four titles as men with the Minnesota Lynx. She is a member now of the Basketball Hall of Fame. That carries a lot of uh, weight, a lot of panache for Lindsay Whalen. But at the same time, the record has not been good. Now, here's what I was going to say about coaching and what they have to deal with. This is a new landscape of basketball, college sports, and everything else that goes along with it. In terms of, rec- I mean, the whole thing, recruiting, now uh, that the players can get paid, who's getting paid, who's maybe making more money, who isn't making any money, who thinks maybe they should be, who knows. But anyway, when a kid can basically just say, you know what, I'm out of here and transfer portals and all this stuff, it's just a whole different scene. And I honestly don't know you how these coaches deal with it. I really don't. And I think nowadays having to deal with that along with everything else, coaching, trying to get a winning team on the court, trying to coach these kids, it can be very, very um well, difficult to say the least. Now, as far as Lindsay goes, some people, when she was initially hired, thought, hey, you know, she may be in over her head, but she's Lindsay Whalen. She is a Minnesota sports legend and icon. And nobody was really mad that the Gophers offered her the job. Now we got to see what Lindsay can do as a coach. And I think we've had you know successes we've had some not successful things there as well and we'll just have to see but you know I think Lindsay's been there what five years now we're getting to the point where you're gonna have to maybe start thinking about some options over there here's the other part of it I was talking with my buddy last night and I was telling her we as Minnesotans got to kind of remember where we are on this pecking order, too. We're, um, you know, pre-pandemic, part of our big recruiting pitch for all sports is, you know, if you come to the Twin Cities, you come to Minneapolis, St. Paul, you come to the University of Minnesota, you know, it's such a great business community. We have, you know, I, I can't remember the number, 18, 25, you know, Fortune 500 companies that are headquartered here. You know, we had, you know, the striving business scene and then all this other stuff that we would relay to people and say, hey, you know, we could take care of you. And after you're done playing here, you know, we can get you hooked up with jobs and careers and all that. Well, basically, that's any school. You know, we just happen to be in an urban setting. You know, they say the same thing in Nebraska. They say the same thing at Penn State. Say the same thing down at Alabama. But for the Lady Gophers, 
like our men here the past few years, it's just not happening on the court. And it, it pains me to say it, but, you know, we're really going to have to start looking at some things here because 9-13, and 2-9, and nine, you know, five, six years in for Coach Whalen. And, and, you know, she's lost coaches. She's, you know, it's a whole thing, but it is what it is today. And if you're going to get into this game as a coach, you got to be able to play it on this new kind of court and new field that college sports has played on. So it'll be interesting. I think if, you know, the bad play continues and it gets to that point where you got to say, Lindsay, we got to let you go. I think, you know, I th- Lindsay would probably, they'd probably have her resign and, and do something like that. I don't know. I, to say that maybe she, they'd actually fire her is something the Minnesota obviously would not want to do. And I think Lindsay would probably bow out before she she may be officially fired. But, you know, we're way ahead of ourselves here. She also has a uh, recruiting class that's coming in next year that is very highly talked about. So we will see what happens there as well. But go for basketball is just in a very, very bad place. And we got to realize that the Minnesota job just isn't really what we think it is. You know, yeah, it's a Big Ten job. But, you know, the history there, it is what it is. And, you know, Ben Johnson has definitely made inroads on the men's side recruiting. And now we just got to see with this class coming in if they can get coached up here. And they're going to have to do it very, very quickly because you can't. You can't wait around too much, you know, in college sports, especially when you're a Division One program. You know, you heard me talk. Uh, I think it may have been my last show and whatnot. We're going to try and reach out and talk to some folks over at the University of St. Thomas and St. Paul as they've made the jump from Division Three to Division One, building a new arena. And quite honestly, folks, there's a lot of people right now that said if you put the University of St. Thomas and the Gophers on the court, that St. Thomas has a very, I'll just say they'd have a very good shot of winning that game. Now, people go, my God, what are you talking about? This team's in their second year of Division One. Well, they're winning their conference, and granted, it's not the Big Ten by any means, but with all these injuries that the Gophers have and just the way it is, you now have another Division One school, and St. Thomas, the University of St. Thomas, is literally 10 minutes away from the University of Minnesota. You know, it's called the Twin Cities because Minneapolis and St. Paul border each other. And the two campuses are are right there. And, you know, you drive down River Road from the University of Minnesota, you're right at St. Thomas 10 minutes later. So proximity, all this stuff can really start kind of weighing in. If this thing continues to go south for the Gopher basketball program, there's now, like I said, another competitor just a few minutes away. And they're going to have a now granted their arena is going to hold, I think, 6,000 at the most. So, you know, it's not some big, huge thing, but it's new. And the University of St. Thomas alumni and everybody over there really starting to get behind that program. So stay tuned. Gophers, let's hope that they can change the tide here for both the men and women, because this is not looking good right now. 
All right, folks, with that being said, I'm going to get on out of here. Like I said earlier in the tweet, we were having some technical issues. So I want to thank you all for hanging in there with me and listening to the show. I want to thank um, our network sponsor as well, and that is DraftKings. And by the way, um, on DraftKings Sportsbook, people, the stage is set. They're counting down to the battle next week here in Arizona. No better way to get ready for NFL action then with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So make sure you check them out. Uh, the draft code, uh, excuse me, the code that you want to use is TPPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. You use that code. And again, that code is TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the Super Bowl. And um, you can get 200 and in free bets instantly. So again, TPPN on the DraftKings um, Sportsbook app. Make sure you do that as well. All right, my friends, I'm going to get on out of here. We're going to talk a lot more football next week as we're heading into Super Bowl week down here in Phoenix. More NBA. Oh, real quick here. Let me just wanted to touch real quick on the uh, college rankings because another thing we'll talk about here in the future, the Big Ten and their dominance in basketball is really gone away. We have two teams ranked in the entire poll as of this week. Purdue, number one. Um, big shout-outs out to Purdue and what they're doing so far. And I have a friend that's like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're going to be fine until they um, fold up in the Sweet 16 again. But Purdue is 22-1, and 11-1 in the Big Ten. Um doing all kinds of, of great things. Mason Gillis is a phenomenal player. Um, you got Zach Eddy down there as well, or Eddie, uh, phenomenal man in the middle doing big things. Tennessee is number two, the University of Houston, number three. Alabama is not just a football school. They also play some hoops down there as well. They are number four. Arizona, number five, after a couple of nice wins for the University of Arizona Wildcats, the Virginia Cavaliers, seventeen and three, are number six. Kansas State is number seven. That may switch because they just lost last night to the University of Kansas, who is right behind them at number eight. UCLA number nine, and the University of Texas comes in at ten. The only other Big Ten team is twenty-one or the twenty-first ranked University of Indiana Hoosiers, and. For a conference that really used to dominate in basketball, Big Ten is really, really hurting right now. You got ACC, you got teams like Marquette, you got some Big 12 representation with Iowa State and um, TCU in the mix. But that's it for the Big Ten. So stay tuned. We will see what happens moving forward. Um, but Purdue is definitely the team to beat in conference. And I don't know if anybody catches them because barring injuries, man, 
they are just looking very, very dominant in Big Ten play. So um, shout out to the University of Tennessee. I always like to say what up to Grant Horton, Jeremy Hubbard, my SEC um, homies, as I call them, uh, as they like to talk a lot of shit about the Big Ten. But very cool that Tennessee, after coming off a very fun football year, all of a sudden number two, in the country for basketball as well. Another team I want you to keep an eye out. A couple teams you haven't heard about recently, but starting to find their way back into the mix. Xavier, 18-5, and 12-1 in conference. And the Providence Friars at 17-6, 12-0 in their conference. Providence can be a team you may want to keep an eye on when it comes tournament time as well. Um, Florida Atlantic is ranked as is St. Mary's. So you have a lot of new teams that you don't really hear about also being ranked as well. All right, my friends, I'm going to get out of here. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. I want to thank you again for listening to the Sports Done Right podcast. You can find us on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Just Google that on um, or search it on Facebook. You'll see our group there. And on the Insta, as the kids say, Instagram, Sports Done Right. And you will find us there as well. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. It's going to be fun. The Super Bowl is in the mix. I didn't talk too much about it or talk too much about football tonight. So I really wanted to touch on some uh, local basketball issues there, but we'll get into it. Oh, Tom Brady. How can I forget? Tom Brady retires again. Quick two cents, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. Because we don't know what his home life was truly like because we didn't live there. But, man, I really hope that him staying around this last year and and busting up the family, basically. Boy, I I hope this was worth it, man. Because, you know, just to go out, he you know, the way Tampa Bay did this year. Stumbled into the playoffs with the you know the worst record in that a you know a division leader has had in a while. Um, you know, ended the season badly, did nothing in the playoffs, obviously, and wound up getting divorced and all that stuff. But wishing Tom Brady all the best. Is he retired? I don't know. I don't know. We've we've played this game before, so until next season, until he's in the Fox booth calling the games or whatever it is, it's a wait-and-see attitude. Supposedly also Aaron Rodgers has bought a house outside of Vegas. Stay tuned there. Uh, can he be reuniting with uh, his main receiver out there? I don't know. We will see. I, and really, I don't care because I, you know, Here's the problem with Vegas. It's Vegas. It's it's the Raiders organization. Mark Davis has never impressed me so far as an owner and the way that that team is run. And also, too, as, as cool as it is that Vegas has a football team and, and all that stuff, because they're in Vegas, they literally take away the home field advantage because more than that, half their stadium is always filled with the visitors' fans. And in some cases, 
they have more visitors fans than Raiders fans in the crib there as well. So good luck with that, Mr. Rogers, if that's the where where you are headed to. So we'll we'll definitely keep our ears tuned on that one, folks. Y'all be cool, stay safe in them streets, man. And we will be right back, or right back. We will be back next week with more Sports Done Right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you.